Hi guys, it's Sophie Hannah here with an ever so short message from our sponsor for today's episode, Ice Cream and Ting. But let me ask you a question first. Are you a foodie who finds dessert options on delivery apps uninspiring and basic? Not just me? <laughs> well, when it comes to indulging yourself, you need to buy ice cream and ting. And trust me, I speak from experience. They make a decadent small batch ice cream inspired by the rich flavors and delicacies of the Caribbean and the continent of Africa. So what are you waiting for? Indulge yourself and order luxury ice cream right to your front door at icecreamandting.com. My, when I lost my virginity, I was, I found it excruciating. But I remember, and this kind of comes back to like the shame we have, or some women have around like being, I had the opposite of kind of this sort of shame around losing your virginity. I had it about not having lost my virginity. Mm-hmm. I was desperate to lose that thing. And so when I finally lost my virginity, I was too embarrassed to tell the person I was dating that I was a virgin. And I think that's very did common. You, so did you... What, what? She didn't let him know that <laughs> I she didn't was, mention it. She didn't then say we, that she even, was a even after the act. Even after the act. Okay. And then we ended up, we actually ended up dating about 10 years later. Oh, wow. And Do you think no one, nothing was up when, if you don't mind me asking that, when you're in pain? And, or did you hide that? She said that? she hid it. No, no, she I just said hid it. Was it was okay. Like, yeah. Because I was just like, I just needed, I just wanted to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, okay. It's like once it's done, and then like the next day, I was like la la la, like you know what I mean. I was so much, I was act, like I was relieved. Mm-hmm. Hi and welcome to Ethnically Speaking. I'm your host Nushi Rose, and I'm joined by Mona and Sophie Hannah, who are joining with me today to discuss one of their favorite activities. And today we're talking about attitudes to sex. So guys, thank you for coming today. And I want to know, does the way you lose your virginity affect your attitudes to sex and relationships um, in later life? I definitely think it does. And (laughs) not necessarily um, every sexual experience that it will affect, but I think it will give you a first impression of what sex is like. And that might color how you think about sex going forward, depending on how that experience is. And I think it's something that doesn't have to affect the way you go forward if you sit down and think about and process, I guess, what happens during during the sexual act the first time you have it. And that's something that I'm not sure that we're taught to do um, as people. And I think it would be a lot healthier if we were taught to kind of sit and break down sex and how we felt emotionally and physically and for me spiritually like how did it feel having this act with someone to make sure that it doesn't have a negative effect on future experiences because I can probably say most people that I've heard about having sex the first time it's either been awkward a terror story or they're like it was so hilarious and funny the the great stories for me feel fewer and far between Mm. I have to agree with Sophie I think that it does shape the way that you view sex and I think that there's not a lot of restorative work done after you've had sex to think about well how do I feel as a person after Mm. that act Um, especially depending on how you've grown up whether it's like in a religious setting or whatever your culture is there's a lot of emphasis placed on women and what sex means to you and virginity who you are tied to that and the conversations that's had after that and like who you become And I say that in inverted commas because I feel like you don't become anyone, like you're still the same person. But because so much emphasis has been placed on this, 
when you lose your virginity, again, I don't think you lose your virginity, but when you lose that, some people essentially lose the essence of who they are. So to have that conversation afterwards, if that's not there or the relationship with yourself isn't really worked upon, 100%, I think it shapes the way that you view sex after. How do you think people lose the essence of who they are? Once uh, sex? So I know in a lot of cultures, for my own, uh, your purity is linked to your virginity. Mm. And if you lose your virginity in any other way other than being married, um, you could be seen as tainted. You could be seen as somebody who is less closer to God. You could be seen if you come from a line of women who have lost their virginity all in similar ways when you step outside of that, then you are no longer in alignment with your family. I think there's loads of ways you can actually lose the essence of who you are. And when I say that, I mean the essence of who people told you you okay. should be in relation to sex. Okay, yep, I get it. Mm. And what do you, like you were saying that you're not sure about virginity as like a construct. Like, do you believe that virginity exists? Like being a virgin, something changes, you have sex, suddenly you're somebody else, you're an adult or you're a terrible person or like you're, you know, incredibly sort of adult and sophisticated. Is that kind of difference between before and after completely artificial or does something in you change? Separate to culture, what do you think? I think nothing in you changes if we're talking about physically. And I stand very strong on this because there's things where people sell surgery that can like Mm. reconstruct your hymen. And I've done a lot of research into this and we have this idea that the hymen is like a like a veil that goes over the entrance of the vagina and when it like something has to physically go inside it and pop it it doesn't actually work like that um and i think the change in you could be emotional it could be mental because it's an act that you've done but thinking that someone's physically changed internally like dick's not that great to be able to change the female anatomy (laughs) from the inside i just don't understand and when people say things like oh you can tell that a woman's not a virgin based on like how her vagina walks yeah how she walks that's what i mean i just feel like the dick isn't that great because just saying that so can i tell that a man has lost his virginity because his dick is smaller because it went inside a tight vagina <laughs> i don't think so so why does it work the other way around i just don't think that there's a physical mm. change what do you think Sophie? yeah i don't think there's a physical change um i really don't i think about sex i think the act of sex works on so many different dimensions. I think it's a sexual act. I think it's an emotional act. I'm a Christian. And for me, it's also a spiritual act. And I think very much I linked it to that. Um, and that's why it was more, all the more heartbreaking when I had sex before marriage. Not because the the sex or the sexual act was traumatic. Like it wasn't a difficult experience or trauma, trauma inducing in any sort of way. But from a religious perspective, it was extremely traumatic because I had then had this religious guilt that I carried around within myself mm. for years about having sex and what did that mean and does God hate me and like who could I even tell about this from my from my church circle and even even now. Like being married to somebody who is a pastor, like people probably even in my church probably wouldn't even want me to say that I wasn't a virgin when I married mm. him. But I I have vowed to myself to be very honest about sex because I don't think we're honest about sex. And I don't think we're honest about it for people who go to church. And when you create this stigma and this mystery around it, there's people out there who are going through difficult experiences and feel like they can't say because of how they're gonna be, how they're gonna be looked on. And I think for me, 
the I got to a point where I stopped having sex in like my twenties because I was just like, you know what? I felt the religious guilt still, but for me, I was just like, I don't like the way it feels to break up with somebody who I've loved and had sex with. I don't like, I don't like that. It feels, it feels very different breaking up with someone who you've had sex with. Mm. It, it, it's a different, there's a different weight to it. If the relationship feels bigger and harder to get over. And for me, it felt much more like I was, I don't know if I'll say tying myself to them, but I felt differently when I saw them. Yeah. I knew that I had shared this very vulnerable. personal, mm. vulnerable act with them, as opposed to a guy who the guy, a guy who I really liked. I, I've told you guys about this guy before who I thought was super handsome. Never step with him when I see him. It's like, hey, how are you? Like, I can give him a hug. What's going up in your life with like exes who I might have slept with? It's a very different experience because I can you, I can feel this tension because I feel like I've gone somewhere with them that I haven't with any other person so for me I didn't want that anymore and I just decided in my mind I'm not having sex again until I get married I'm done and if I never get married I won't have sex and I'm fine with that and when I got with my husband we did wait until we got married to have sex Mm. um and for me like I said I don't think I changed physically but for me I think in having sex, I realized that this isn't just an act that I can throw about with any person. And do you guys think that the age you lose your virginity at? So the average age in this country to lose your virginity is 17. Um, and people say that, you know, there's a lot of studies that have shown if you lose your virginity when you're younger than that, actually the way you're responded to by your own peers is really negative. And so I guess when it comes to, when we're sort of like asking this question, is it... Does losing your virginity actually have negative impacts, not just on at a younger age, not just because uh, maybe you've sort of done it before you're ready, which a lot, like over 40% of women feel anyway, whatever age they lose at, but maybe because of the kind of impact in your social circle compared to when you use it later. Um, and I kind of want to know what you both think about that, because there's studies that show both sides, i.e. if you lose your virginity later, like the 40-year-old virgin or whatever it might be. Not there's anything wrong with that, of course, <laughs> um, apart from many misspent years. But, um, you know, whichever age you lose at, you tend to regret it. But I wonder what you guys think. So the age, people you know, um, who've lost it very young or sort of maybe later, do you think that they kind of regret it more or it's impacted them or the way you see them or their friendships um, or relationships? I think it'd be interesting to find out when it says about the responses that people get who lose it later than 17, they get quite a negative response. I'd like to see the differences between men and women, like what responses Mm. they got, because Mm. I can imagine there to be this. We know how it is with sex being seen, with virginity seen as a commodity for women um used by men i can see how women would necessarily get a negative response but men on the other hand i know when i grew up in school boys who were sexually active had the pat on the backs yep. had the cheers had the oh God. wasn't negative for you them. know but i didn't really see much of a negative for them if anything they'd probably put pressure on other boys who weren't sexually active to be like mm-hmm. oh like i want to be like him whereas girls who were sexually active were a lot more secretive and if that came out it did not come out by them or one of the girls it was probably one of the guys that was mm-hmm. bigging it up now i'm not trying to generalize i'm just saying that was the experiences that mm-hmm. i grew up with i think that in terms of regret it's something that is so deeply ingrained because take culture aside even in the uk um, in like Western countries, there also was this notion that women were virgins until they got married. 
So it's not just something that's deep rooted in African mm. culture, Asian culture. It's, it doesn't just stem from there. I think now because we've moved a lot more into like a women have become a bit more sexually liberated, that idea is a little bit more archaic. But I think that women across the board would suffer from the same thing where there's a lot of internalization of linking sex with shame, linking sex with some sort of stigma. And I think it just comes from how women are treated in society in regards to sex and owning their sexuality. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised, regardless of their age, if there was some sort of regret. Because even if you were married and you lost your virginity, I have friends who have waited until marriage and lost their virginity and still had some sort of negative emotion. And I think it's all because of the lack of education that is Mm, spoken about after you have sex. Because how can you teach someone for their whole life, sex is bad. Um, And it's the language that's used because sex isn't bad, but sex is bad. If you even somewhat look at a boy or hold a boy's hand, you're going to get pregnant. Just force fear into someone to all of a sudden, when are you getting a husband? When are you going to have children? Mm. There's no transition. It's just straight, you're a virgin to you're not a virgin. Where's the the progress in, in the middle of that? I don't yeah. think it takes into account of the woman. So I can completely understand why across the board there'd be some sort of regret. There's this, um, so like a lot of the research kind of like looks at, and maybe this kind of ties into what you were saying about the negative, potential negative emotion, even when you wait till marriage, um, which shows that, so the universities of Mississippi and Tennessee did this study on students at their at their unis and looked at how like their experiences of losing their virginities, um, like whether they were positive or negative, essentially. And then sort of over the next four years, tracked how they felt about their sexual experiences they'd, or sexual encounters um, they'd had since. So whether they felt in control of the comfortable with them that kind of stuff and there's this really strong link between the people that had had a really positive experience and the ones that felt comfortable and in control but a lot of people and a lot of stuff that's come out since so the issue is that's now used as the mainstay in most of these like virginity studies um but a lot of the stuff that's come out since says that's actually more to do with the fact that the way your virginity does imp- um, the way you lose your virginity does impact your kind of sexual relationships, but only up to a point. You know, like they're not like, this isn't like determining the rest of your life. Like mm-hmm. I lose my virginity in a really boring way in a nightclub uh, with a really sexy man. Obviously, I don't understand how the scenario is boring on any level. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I'm saying like, <laughs> is this hypothetical or are you being honest? Hypothetical, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> I missed something there for a quick second. I thought there was a joke going on. I was like, huh? No, 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 no. Oh, my God. That'd be flat for the unseen bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm being hypothetical. Right, right. And, um, and then, you know, the the rest of, say, like, the next few, so someone does, this happens to someone. They then, obviously, potentially, like, the next few years of their life will be, you know, coloured by that experience of kind of just falling really, getting really into somebody and kind of it not being like amazing in a relationship, comfortable, in control. Mm-hmm. Um, but the studies then show that after a point, this bears absolutely no relation to like how you how you actually are with sex. And like the key thing here is there was another study done on twins. And so they looked at how people, these, you know, lots of different pairs of twins, um, all of them or many of them, because obviously they're not losing the virginity together, one would hope, um, they have kind of been initiated into sex in very different ways. So some have done it in a relationship, some have done it in a more risky way. Um, And no matter how radically different those two experiences would be in each of these hundreds of pairs, 
by, if you fast forward like 10, 15 years, they, their sexual behaviors are exactly the same. So they take the same amount of risk. They sleep with, you know, either they're sleeping with like hundreds of people or one partner, they're monogamous or they're not, they're cheating or they're faithful. They're, so what these things they now think show are that sexual behavior is programmed by your genes and also by upbringing. Um, and I wondered what you guys have to say about that. No, I'm not. I don't. I don't think completely. I think some. I think some that maybe sex drive, I think maybe determined by genes. Um, like if you have very sexually active parents, I think that sex drive is something that can be passed down. In terms of it dictating what your sexual behaviours are like, I don't know. I don't know if that's more nature than nurture. I think that that's a really difficult one for me. Um, and in terms of it takes years and years and years for people to be able to not let it affect their behaviour anymore, I think... For me, that is a given, but I think that comes down to what I was saying before in terms of are you processing it? And I think it can take you, I think it's sad if it takes you 10 years to have to process the first time mm. you had sex. And I think it's a sign of poorly working through sexual relationships and sexual habits and sexual behaviours because ideally you don't want to be carrying that around for, for really any amount of time. I think that... After having sex, the first time I do think like it would have an effect and hearing both like the studies and both of them eventually kind of like leveling out and having the same sexual behaviors, I think that it it depends on the work that you do within yourself. So if you were somebody who liked to do a lot of deep work, deep thinking and think about how you engage with people, I think that could rapidly increase how get yourself to a position where your view of sex changes mm. because I'm inclined to believe if you spoke to one person when they were in their teenagers, if they were in their twenties, their thirties, their forties, I think that the way that they view sex, their perspective on sex, their relationship with sex, I'm inclined to believe that it changes throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And I think depending on how you are as a person and the way that you think about these things would very quickly change. So if you were just shagging anyone recklessly because that's what you wanted to do and you believed that you were having these mindless sex because that's what you wanted to do, but you weren't actually thinking, hang on a second, is there a thought process behind that? Because mm. I believe there's a thought process behind everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a different rule when it comes to sex because, oh, it's pleasure okay. and it feels good. It's the same sort of pleasure you get from smoking, drinking. I wouldn't say the stimulus is the same, but the way that you go after something because of the pleasure that you want, you have to think about what is it that drives me to do that? So mm. if you had the time to think about that perhaps they'd be on different stages so maybe that's nurture that comes into it and less about genetics or maybe upbringing that's an interesting question i'm not 100 like, sure is like the way you lose your virginity it's dependent on so many like factors to do with your own personal attitudes like what are those based on like they're based on nurture right i think, so, nurture, I think nurture nature culture religion, peer groups mm. i think all of this and i think it's very interesting when we start to talk about for me sex and gender because I think a lot of women and how I see them interact with sex is when we live in a society that has very much talked about three centuries, sex not being for female pleasure. Yeah. I think there is a lot of women that walk around unsatisfied in relationships. I've heard friends talk about it because the female orgasm is not prioritized. Like yeah. That's not a priority. Like the guy, nine times out of 10, he's going to orgasm during sex. Like it's just a given. It's a, a blessing that they have. Women, it's just like, I think they said 70% of women don't orgasm through um, penetrative sex. 
And a lot of women aren't having orgasms. A lot of women are faking orgasms. And that makes me just very upset because I'm not faking. If you ain't putting the work, I'm not faking <laughs> nothing for you. You're not getting a payout. You're not giving yourself a pat on the back for the job that you did not complete. I am not doing that for you. So <laughs> I really think that it, it makes it really difficult when we talk about sex and women. Um, when I think so much of the time we have been told that sex is an act for us and a lot of men don't prioritise. Well, it's kind of mm. like if you don't orgasm during sex, oh, sorry, well... That's a you problem. Yeah, that's mm. that's a you problem when it's not. And I think if we look at men on the flip side and we talk about losing virginity, I have had dated some guys, I've had some friends talking to them about losing their virginity. And a lot of, it feels like for me, I'm talking about a couple of guys, but I think that this is probably reflective of other men's experiences that it can also be very traumatic for them as well. Because they were saying, I lost it way too early. It was a girl who kind of forced herself for me, but I was in a peer group where we had to have sex. They were the cool boys in school. Even I got to 12 and they were like, you should have had sex. 12. Wow. And he had sex with like a 15 year old girl. Another guy was like a girl kind of took him home from school and like basically forced him to have it. And they were like, they didn't like it. They hated it. But the next day it was like, you've done it. You've initiated. And it took them years to be able to enjoy the act. And I'm thinking, Aww. do we ever talk about boys? Yeah. And Again, yeah, let's not talk about losing virginity, but the first time that they have sexual encounters or have penetrative sex. And what's that like for them? Because what they're told so much that this is an act that they should be proud of. It's like, are they losing it under any better circumstances? I guess, like, the thing is, though, they're not taught that it's, like, painful and uncomfortable. And, like, they, like even think, like, the imagery... Is that even true, though? That it's painful yeah. and uncomfortable for women the first time? It depends on the woman. I everyone... think it depends on the woman and I think it depends on the man as well. Like, my first time wasn't painful. <laughs> Let me just, I'll just be honest. I was weeping almost. Like, no, for me. It, <laughs> it, it Are you was, enjoying this? Yeah. I was actually concerned afterwards because it wasn't. And I was like, shouldn't it have been? Shouldn't it have been this agonizing, painful sexual act? And, and it just wasn't like that at all. And then when you're thinking, they're like, sex shouldn't be painful if you're relaxed, if you're well lubricated as a woman, if you are. Um, yeah, if you're taking time and you're going slowly And I think all these things that All these myths that we have about it should be painful mm. Leads women to feel like Well, if it was rougher, if it was harder If I wasn't relaxed, that's just normal And it's not And I think it talks again about how little we talk about sex And how much these gender roles that we've assumed And we've put into sex um, Really hold back from women being able to enjoy it as much as they should Yeah Like, my when I lost my virginity, I was... I found it excruciating. But I remember, and this kind of comes back to like the shame we have, or some women have around like being, I had the opposite of kind of this sort of shame around losing your virginity. I had it about not having lost my virginity. Mm -hmm. I was desperate to lose that thing. And so when I finally lost my virginity, I was too embarrassed to tell the person I was dating that I was a virgin. And I think that's very did common. You, so did you, what? what? She didn't let him know that <laughs> I she didn't was, mention it. She didn't then say we, that she even, was a even after the act. Even after the act. Okay. And then we ended up we actually ended up dating about ten years later. Oh wow. Do you think no one nothing was up when if you don't mind me asking that, like, when you're in pain and or did you hide that? She that? said she hid it. No, no, she said hid it, it was like, okay. Yeah. Cause I was just like, I just needed I just wanted to get out of the way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, it's like once it's done. And then like the next day I was like, la la la, like, you know what I mean? I was so much I was act like I was relieved. Mm -hmm. um, like picked up my Jane Norman bag, smiled on my face, yeah. <laughs> like went back home. But um, 
Yeah, and I think that is to do with kind of like, it's such like a nebulous thing. It's like that weird thing. It's like if you have lost it, you're a hoe. If you haven't lost it, like you're frigid. Like, you know what I mean? There's, There's no and exactly, it's a double standard that only exists like for for women. Um, but you kind of touched this already, Sophie, because mm. you were saying that if you hadn't um, met your husband, you'd happily be celibate forever if you didn't meet somebody to marry. Um, <laughs> so. I was thinking that face was like, Happily forever. Some moments, no, I wasn't happily. Mm. But majority of the time, I was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what do you guys think of this growing number of women who are deciding to become celibate forever? Having already had sex, I should say. Yeah. I, I really, really understand that frame of mind. And I remember Khloe Kardashian threw shade at Sierra when Sierra decided to be celibate with really? her husband. Yeah, she did. So well, that has backfired. See, I mean, who has the committed husband now? So Chloe <laughs> tweeted something saying that she didn't understand why she would be celibate when she's already had sex. Like, what's the point? And I think that type, you know, you can only, someone can only understand you as far as they can understand themselves. Mm. And I think that that spoke a lot of volumes about her than it did about Sierra. And not even about her sexual life, but I think it's like saying to somebody, well, you used to drink alcohol before. I don't understand why you drink alcohol now. Mm-hmm. People change. Times change. People's perspectives change. If somebody wants to say celibate, there's so many reasons as to why they could do that. And I think sometimes it's good to take a break and it's good to step back from anything. Just stay stagnant. Just do a little bit of internal work and then proceed again. Whether you would like to go back to having sex, whether you wouldn't, it's nice to check in with yourself because sometimes when you're in the midst of doing something, the conversations that you have with yourself is so clouded. Mm -hmm. How are you able to really understand and unpack what's going on when you are in the moment doing it? Sometimes you need to take yourself out. So celibacy could be being celibate for a month, for a year, for five years. It's completely subjective to that person and what mm-hmm. they want to do. And for women to do that, I think it's an incredible thing because I do believe that when you have sex with someone, you are exchanging energies. And if you are somebody who is deeply flawed, going through a lot, you can pass on this trauma onto other people. And not even just spiritually, but in yourself. If you're just shagging a million and one people, you're not getting regular checkups, you're not really in the moment of what you're doing and you're just having sex based for pleasure and there's no responsibility or accountability for your actions, you make other people come into this traumatic situation mm-hmm. and now people are walking around with burdens that weren't even theirs to carry in the first Wait, I so disagree with that. Really? Yeah. What, what's your, what Look, you disagree on? I don't think great sex is transactional, but I think transactional sex is absolutely fine. Like, you know... <laughs> explain, explain what you mean. Like, I don't think... Yeah. Okay. I'm not speaking about, yeah, but I think sex just sex, have sex, can, sex can just be something you just have to do for fun. If you do it safely and you're not, um, and it's consensual, obviously, like I don't think there's anything wrong with just with just banging like as many people as you want. I don't think you're necessarily passing on your energy. I think the kind of the negative thing about it is if you're doing that and other people don't realize that that that's what you're up to. They think that you're the only person. They're the only person that you're exchanging fluids with um slash energies um you know what i mean i don't think it's i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm not saying that i think that casual sex is a bad thing i'm saying what i think is that in sex you can transfer energies and what i mean but even if you're not a spiritual person if i have sex with you 
and then I tell you, somebody I just slept with has uh, just caught something. I thought mm. I'd just let you know. Instantly, your energy is going to be sh- you're going to be sh- you're going to be in a moment of panic. Right? Yeah. That's I should have handled my shit before I came to you. Mm. And some people are so influenced by sex that their logic of how it becomes selfish. I want to have sex irrespective of what I'm bringing this person into. I don't think that casual sex is a bad thing. I think that people nowadays are engaging in casual sex and not taking accountability for the things that they should be doing. If I'm courting you and I'm like, whatever the case is, I should make sure that I have my stuff patterned before I bring you into the situation. That's the least I can do. If I'm just running around recklessly and I'm like doing anything with anyone, I have to be aware these situations could get techie. Are people using protection? Are people regularly getting tested? Uh, Even the facts say, no, they're not. I think it's dangerous. I think, guys, I think it's a tough one because like for me, if people want to have casual sex, I don't have an issue with that. Mm. Like... Yeah, that is literally, that's their choice. Casual sex isn't for me. But I do think there is, I don't know, I don't know about transfer of, transference of energy, but I do, like I said, because I think it's a spiritual act, I don't think it's something that you have with someone, even for fun, mm. even casually on a one-night stand, that you aren't then linked to that person way because you have shared an act that you don't share with many people. Like, And if you're having a heterosexual relationship, they have been inside of your body. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? For me, I'm like, I don't think it's something that's kind of like, it doesn't mean anything for me. I think it does have deep significance. And if we're talking about like the celibacy, I can also, I don't even understand really why it's a question about women wanting to be celibate after they've had sex. I'm just like, I think we put sex on such a pedestal that if someone decides not to have it, now we need to discuss it. Mm, we give it a label. Yeah, they've, they've stopped yeah. having sex. Mm. What could this mean? It means that they don't want to have sex. Like, sex... Sex is a big deal, but then it's also not a big deal because it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't drive a relationship. It, it will keep a relationship together for a shortened period of time, but not in the long run. Mm. Even if it's the best sex of your life, eventually people are like, it's the best sex of my life, but I need more. Yeah, yeah, I need more than that. So I think we put on up a pedestal and if people want to take a break, I, I dated a guy and this was after we had broken up a long time, but he was like, oh man, I stopped having girlfriends. And for him, I knew that also meant stop having sex. Yeah. But he was like, I've stopped having girlfriends. He was like, he was like, they were all drifting into one. I couldn't even, he went, I couldn't even tell them apart anymore. Oh, wow. And he was like a serial monogamist. <laughs> like mm. he would get into relationships, but he was like, he went, I had to realize that I was just having too much, too many women, too many relationships, too much sex with various different people to the point it wasn't even, they weren't even special anymore. And he went, I realized that I had to, he had to, he said, I had to realize he had to, I had to step back. And, and take a moment with myself to just be single and just understand and be in that space. And I think it's very easy to get into a pattern of having sex, having sex, having sex with various different people and not be thinking about why. Like he was saying, why am I doing this? What am I getting from mm. this? Because I'm, for me, I'm personally, I don't think it's just about, about the pleasure. I don't think it is mm. when you're having it so often with so many different people, in my opinion. But I could be wrong because I haven't lived that lifestyle. So for some people, they can probably take it yeah, or leave it. every weekend, yeah. every moment, <laughs> every second. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you guys. I mean, thank you for coming today to discuss 
Um, your favourite. <laughs> I don't even feel like we touched the surface, to be honest. Same. Okay. Same. We're going to have to do part two soon. Um, but thank you for watching and listening to Ethically Speaking. Please do not forget to subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, give us a like, hit the notification bell, um, do everything you can and give us, uh, give us your views. How did you lose your virginity and has it affected your sex life since? Um, thank you so much and we will be back soon. Thank you.